Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about why spring gets so crazy every year. Spotlight, we're going to talk about the Bear Carbon Initiative. In our Ag History Minute, we'll talk a little St. Paddy's Day and agriculture in honor of St. Patrick. Cool beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events. We'll wrap it all up with our Ag Idiom of the Week. With me today are Bill Schombert. Hey, guys. Max Garby. What's up, everybody? Todd Schombert. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. All right, so the month of March we're halfway done with. St. Paddy's Day was this week. You guys get out and get some green beer this year, or not so much? Nope. No. No? Pretty yeah. quiet. Any snake problems? Did you have to get a guy in to chase all the snakes no, out of your house? No. Can't say I did. Did they have the North Dublin event parade? Uh, good question. I don't know. Or New, New Dublin? New Dublin? New yeah. Du- New Dublin. North they, is but, North. And then, they, yeah, they have North Dublin as well. They did do something because it was on the news about like how they're trying to do stuff but not everything because of COVID. I know they changed the name. And they had like the six guys that are always dressed up to change the name. The and they leprechauns. Were, they yeah. were all standing next to the sign, like wearing their shamrock masks. So leprechauns <laughs> are real. It does mark like a year of COVID, doesn't it? Is like, exact. Like yeah, pretty much. Like last year around, you know, St. Patty's Day was like when the two week it's the period started the that we were going to stay home. We we're supposed it. to flatten the curve for two weeks. Yes, it took fifty two long two weeks. It's been yeah. It's been one week since you looked at me. It's been one year since we flattened the curve. Did any of your kids build leprechaun traps? You guys do that? My wife made the comment the other day, we got out of it this year. It was great. I hate. So you do that other years? Well, like whatever the kid, you know. They bring home stuff. You don't build leprechaun traps? Certain years are the kids in school. What kind of parent are you, dude? What's wrong with you, Todd? Yeah, you're a terrible parent. We've never had this. As an Irishman, I'm disappointed Tradition. How many are you catching in these traps, Matt? Like three. Well, a bunch of lucky charms. You don't catch you, any. That's the point. <laughs> the leprechauns are usually wily enough that they don't get caught, but they leave chocolate, gold oh. coins, or in the case of our house, uh, gold dollar coins yep. behind as a uh, a consolation to not actually catching. What do you have to trap them with? Whatever, uh, you be, whatever you want. You know the you know like the pencil that holds up a shoebox. Yeah, like that standard old trap. That's usually the go-to. Yep. You put some lucky charms underneath. Harrison's this year was a box. He had a series of magnets in the bottom Ooh. in case you know metal buckles and stuff would stick to it. Oh, he's got a leprechauns usually got a nice big square. Yeah, it's buckle. all aluminum. Yep. Those tricky leprechauns. <laughs> and then we put lines of fishing wire over the top. So you wouldn't see him, cause him to trip and fall onto one of said magnets. Uh, he oh. glitter bombed the bottom so that you can see, see his the magnets. You would be able to track him, mm. and then put a fake. It was a Lego chest full of gold Lego items to draw the leprechaun <laughs> <Nice>. in. <clears throat> but sadly, the leprechaun then used one of the Lego items as a zip line on oh. the fishing wire. And was able to escape, but oh, and another piece of bait was a a quarter with some gold glitter glue on it to make it look. That's defacing public property. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not it's not defacing public property. 
Federal. It's federal, federal property. <laughs> ah, so he's a felon then. <laughs> it's, it wipes <laughs> off. It's fine. Next, he's going to be bashing in mailboxes, Matt. You know, gluing coins is a gateway crime. <laughs> well, at least it comes off. It's not like ripping a dollar bill and then trying to tape it back together. Yeah, I hate that. Or those where's george.com. On yeah, the stamps, stamps people put on their dollar bills. Crazy. Well, the other fun March thing that starts this week. The NCAA tournament, also known as that thing that you're not supposed to say, like the Super Bowl March Madness. Isn't this song the best out of all? I don't know. This one's my favorite. It just uh, my favorite song is "One Shining Moment." Best the sports end, song uh, in, in there. One shining moment. No, just it's the coming and watch some basketball song. I do like this song. Yeah. And we didn't have it last year, so. We're like extra addicted this year, maybe, because it I got know. shut I'd down say, last I, year. Is a, I feel like I'm less like I don't know. I did miss it last year and the, this year, and it's like the yeah. games don't seem as chaotic this year either. Which kind of like I feel like we're not. You know what I mean? Because like we had playing games on Thursday, which normally we should have a full day of basketball yeah. on Thursday. It's just a different schedule. Just weird. Yeah, but you I'm, get bonus on Monday. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a creature of habit. Feels you start, weird to you start changing schedules on things, and <laughs> the games were good Thursday night though. They were good games. I just started my uh, YouTube TV free trial for this week, so I could watch all the games. There you go. That's a good plan. Some people, <laughs> some people go to the doctor for certain things. Max <laughs> gets YouTube TV. Yep. Nice. Did you guys fill out a bunch of brackets? Just one. I say, yeah, I, normally I do a couple, but yeah, this year I did one bracket. I'm in two comp, two contests, but the same bracket. Yahoo wouldn't let me. Do more than one. Really? Let me keep, I had to keep the same bracket, which was fine with me. I really? Felt pretty, like they were like, I felt this is your confident. bracket. You can't be trying to. Well, like I tried to enter when I entered your, the second contest. $50,000 contest. Yeah. Or, when I entered the second contest, I thought I'd be able to go in and change my picks. Do a new one. But it was like the same. And like when I changed my picks, it changed them in the first contest oh. I was in. So oh. my bracket was my bracket. So, which is good because it's perfect anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Still? Is it no still? changing your bracket? Yeah, it was. I, you want me to double check? It was. It was kind of nice. He had more time to fill brackets. True. Like an extra day. Yep. Just sweet. When did you fill yours out this morning? Yeah. Yeah. That's what no, I, I filled it out right before because I forgot about it. Yeah. And then the Badgers play Friday night at 6 p.m. Yeah. And they, Tonight, yeah. They will. Uh, that They got a pretty rough seed, that's for sure. North Carolina is not. North Carolina, but they're playing better, I think, in the second half of the season. So it's going to be a tough matchup. And they apparently have, like, the best offensive rebounding in the country. And we have the worst offensive guy. rebounding or defensive like they, like combination. North Carolina there. can really offensive rebound, and we can't stop anybody from doing that ever, it seems. Yeah. But they also really like to play uh, – transition they cannot play a half court offense which historically you try and play the badgers in transition only you're not going to be successful correct so we're gonna yeah my bracket is still perfect as of right now so my my head did not pick them in my bracket but my heart is picking them so max do you pick the badgers with your head or your heart when you oh when you pick the badgers you're always picking with your heart (laughs) yeah well usually when you do more than one bracket there's probably both 
Right. You, you do have the heart bracket where you're like, yeah, they're going to make it. And it's baby. not necessarily even like a champion. Like, you don't sh- shove them into the championship game, but it, you, you make them go further. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> Thank you, Dick Vitale. I, can't, I need the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> I love it. a commercial on that now or what? Well, you know, he did it like during, was it during the Super Bowl or during the NFC Championship? Yeah, but it was also, I think, like, because the Tampa Bay Rays were in the World Series, too, so it kind of started there. Okay, and he was like, I I think he was being sincere, and now it's become a... (laughs) Meme? um, Yeah. yeah, I think it's actually a real commercial now, too. He's not still doing games, is he, Dickie V? I don't think so. Skywalker for the W! (laughs) Yeah. In case you're wondering, Bill, you are in last place in the work competition. Oh, oh. Only on NBA Jam. It's only yeah. he doing games. Yes. Shit, it's only a half a day, Max. I got you. Got two wrong already. Ooh, Ooh. busted, busted. My bracket is gonna bust because I, I did not change after the playing games. I kept, I stuck with it, mm-hmm. and I had Michigan State winning the playing game and then winning the first round game. Bummer, because it's Michigan State in March. Well, yeah, but then UCLA won, so now I'm not feeling very good about it. Right now, as we speak, as well, overtime game. Oral Roberts is beating Ohio State by five points. Whoa. Yeah, that, there goes my Three bracket. minutes in overtime. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that could be quite an upset as well. At, uh, maybe, the Big Ten, over two. maybe the Big Ten isn't as good as we thought. <laughs> that would be bad. Because Michigan State already lost. And Ohio, Ohio State's State on the ropes. Down, it's the 15-2, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The standard 15-2 <laughs> upset. <laughs> it's, normal. it's not the 5-12. The 5-12, yeah. Oh. Right. It'll be fun. It'll be fun two weeks, three weeks here, right? Yeah. Change of pace back a little closer to normal. All right. You guys ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, Bill, what do you got for us? Why is spring crazy? Yeah, I just, every time, the, every year it rolls around now, and I I just feel like crazy. Like, what's going on here? Like, always so busy. I'm trying to figure out what we have that's so busy and I just put a list together of all the things that we do from now until planting and how do we fit it all in. So I guess uh, hopefully have a nice conversation here, guys. And always them nutrient management plans, you know, we get we get to December and we're like, oh, we got all this winter to get our nutrient management plans done, right? Todd's sitting back there and he's like, oh, we got all this time. And then we get to March and we're... We're like the March Madness, just trying to get it done. So, where did the time go? Where did it go? Problem so. is when you get when you get to March, then you start doing this. Like maybe maybe I should go out and like scout a field or two here and look. And then your your nutrient management plan like work becomes far less consistent. You start like getting in and out of the rhythm, and that's I think that's what really kills you here. Yeah, yeah. You just you got to stick your nose to it and keep going. And I think. Things change, you know, over the winter time. We get a plan together and then oh farmers change plans on maybe a crop plan change or never hybrid change or something and you're dealing with just changing things out. So you know, I think we gotta get that in order as you're dealing with the farmers at the end at the spring here now is to kind of finalize those crop plans and, and make sure that we're ready to go. And obviously things are gonna happen, right? Uh you know, we might have some winter kill or something. So that might change, but... Um, it does seem like you have fall, like a fall plan going into the winter. And then winter comes and you sort of change it at least yeah. once or twice. Right. Just kind of yep. over winter. 
And then Spring comes along and changes it for you anyway with a winter kill event or whatever. You know, this year, especially at the markets, when you did something in the fall versus, you know, February, it was much different as far as corn bean price and all that. So it, it's just a challenge that way, and you got to be able to be okay with a bunch of changes and kind of make sure you're adapting to, to whatever's going on. Well, and in the same breath, fertilizer is changed a lot since yeah. we yeah. did our fall plan sometimes you you feel like why do we even bother doing the fall or winter plan because remember our i think it was november could have been october we had sale on in ilk of we did the potash yeah. one that has changed a lot <laughs> since then corn price wasn't where it Correct. is now either so yeah or or beans for that matter yeah definitely and and i just a couple of things I've done in the last couple of months with you know, hybrid changes. Basically, you know, had a couple guys decide to sell some silage. So we had planned 92-day grain corn, and, oh, we're going to sell for silage now. So we better backtrack and go to 107-day silage corn. So, you know. Hey, at least you're sticking with corn. That's true, a good thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. You don't change a nutrient management plan all that much. That's not. You yeah. just change variety. It's not like they went, I think we're going to seed it down instead. You know, let's just go with oats. Yeah, that's just some peas and oats. That's a great one. Not even peas, just oats. Straight. Oats. I need some straw. So, and then spring manure plans. We gotta decide when we want to get that spring manure out. Is it dry enough? I've already got farms this week calling. Like, hey, do you think we should go next week? Because it's dry out there. Nah, probably a little early. Yeah, and the road limits are not. Watch, I was just say road limits are a good kind of understanding when it's really ready and when mm-hmm. the frost is all out. Um, early springs are always tough too to just, you know, things can happen in March, but more of the time it's end of March, early April. But it just makes it tougher when we lose snow early in February, and then it kind of changes that dynamic. Yeah, we lost our snow relatively early this year. Now again. <laughs> That could change in two weeks. Like we, do we have April? Was it fourteenth or sixteenth a couple of years ago? Where it like, what we get like thirty inches yeah. of snow? Yeah, in we could days. get dumped on, and that changes the that changes the course of uh, course of action for the year. Really it does. Yeah. So I mean, the good news with this year's snow melt is we didn't have a ton, but it melted relatively slow. I think you know in general, and it wasn't melting on saturated ground either. Right. Which right. means it actually went somewhere rather than just pond mm-hmm. up. Have you guys looked at the drought monitor lately? Yes. It's like three quarters of the country is in, it's crazy. Like everything west of the Mississippi is, and even Wisconsin is in the yellow. Yeah. I was surprised the other day when I was looking at, I guess I didn't realize we were, we were that dry, but. Well, I mean, when you think about this fall, we had one patch of fairly heavy rain in what November? When did we last really get a significant rain? Like the first week of November, I yeah, think it was. Like first week of November. December, the last two years um, prior to 2020, we'd gotten like three to five inches in December. I don't know that we got any no. in December this year. No, it was just it was just like kind of cold and cloudy every day. Yeah, we didn't have, and then snow, we didn't have snow until pretty much the end of January. Really, the biggest snow we got was right before the coldest spell of weather we had so yeah we haven't had which, that much precipitation which we talked about that a couple of weeks ago about winter survival of our 
perennial crops. So that for us really hit at a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the really cold and we had a couple inches of snow there. So that was good. Did you get, do you guys get to experience the grobble the other day? Grobble. Grobble. I'm pretty sure that's the word they use. It's a, it's a meteorology term. It's like sleet and snow. Like if they had a baby, this is what it would be like. Did you guys have that on no. Wednesday? I just thought rain and snow mixed together with sleet. Nope. I didn't realize sleet had a... There's another grobble. So it's before snow? It, is this Pete Petoniak or which, which it, one this is This is on AccuWeather. They sent oh. me a thing. I was all soil sampling. It was probably Wednesday, right? Yeah. I was all soil sampling and said like severe weather alerts. It said rain, snow, and grobble eminent. Grobble's like G-R-A-U-B-E-L. Hmm. And I assume that was like the icy thing that was hitting me in the face. <laughs> We had like legitimately like almost baseball size around snowflakes. Yeah, grapple. Grapple. There you go. That's the is word. Is also called soft hail. There you go. Hominy snow or snow pellets. So is that would that cross between so sleet and snow? That's a pretty good kinda. description. I mean, it's bigger. snow pellets makes it like it's just big yeah. bigger than snow. Yes, smaller than it, hail. It's like uh, it's like someone's spreading dap all over you. <laughs> Yeah, it's what it feels like. like it's <laughs> getting <laughs> fertilized. It's literally what it felt like. Yeah, it's like pelletized snow or pre-hail, I guess. I don't it says know. it forms when supercooled water droplets are collected and freeze on falling snowflakes. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like hail mixed with snow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like snow's tag along. Yeah, I guess. Wow. But it was... It did was, it hurt? Yeah. It did. It didn't hurt like when I when I got off the four-wheeler, but anytime I was moving, it hurt. And then I, when I got done, I like jumped on the road and was running back to the truck. And I was, I mean, I was going fast because I was on the road. And I, then it hurt really bad. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to drive slow now. Didn't have your mask on, did you? I did not. That I did not have helped. my gloves on. I forgot my sunglasses at home. It was just an all-around bad time. Wow. We're learning all these new weather terms like Draco. Yeah. Grapple. Global warming is affecting all this, right? So then after the snow melts and we get some warm weather, all of a sudden now perennial crops start to wake up. You've seen a lot of green stuff out there. Yeah, it's really starting to green up now. The, the rye and the wheat look look pretty good. So at some point in the next couple of weeks, we'll be all crazy getting out looking at alfalfa stands and cereal stands like wheat and rye, right? What do you think for when you guys are out looking at alfalfa, what is what is that? That number. I mean, I think this year will be pretty good. We talked about that already, but just I think our stands will be good because we had a good fall and a good winter. We four year number minimum plants per square foot. I think it's a sliding scale. <laughs> kind of depends on the year we had last year, how much feed we have. Like I, a I, little more. Uh, it does make a difference. I think this year, like you say, this year should be better. So f- probably closer to four, but. Last year, two and a half, we were like, yeah, we yeah, can make good. around two and a half. Or this year, I think a two and a half plants per square Gone. foot stand is probably going get to the, get the hook. Well, and like we talked a couple episodes ago, stem count's really going to make the biggest difference. You could have four plants and a lot of stems. Yeah. But you could have four plants and not a lot of stems either. Yeah, and cereals were kind of looking, we'd, we'd really love like 20 plants in a linear foot you know when you're looking at a linear foot but we'll take 12 if it's there i think that can still get you pretty good yield so just something to think about when you're walking those fields this spring um and then spring fertilizer 
you know, every year it seems like we try to get out early and get some nitrogen on the wheat and rye. I think some guys pulled the trigger this week. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. You know, we we got to fight that snow is gone, but it's cold enough to carry, and we seem to get like one or two days, and that's it. And I think that's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, it looks that way. Yeah, we'll see what happens in in April now, but it'd have to get pretty cold. Yeah. Like we were saying before we started, it's still early. Like we're, yeah, we're past the window that maybe we had a week ago. If there, if you even think there was a window there, I'm less and less. I think there, I don't know that there was because I walked fields last week and they were soft under my feet. So I can't imagine that they were better with a fully loaded interrogator. But uh, it's still early. We got lots of time yet. That yeah. window is always hard because you always feel like you missed a boat when you don't jump in one of those, like oh, in, and, and you don't like, know when the boat's coming back. No, and it feels like a and, big boat you miss sometimes and, and too. A lot of times, I don't know that it, unlike an early spring like this, is looking like it could be. Usually, we're drier, yeah, and so you can go, you know, right at green up if it's dry enough. So it is one thing to watch if it's a really, really wet field or a low field. You you don't want to miss that boat, but on a normal field or or where you have tile, you'll probably be fine. Tile helps. Tile helps. Tile helps. So, and at that point, then you're, you know, we've just we've decided at some point that two and a half isn't good enough max for your for your plants per square foot on your alfalfa. So we're taking that out. So there's another switch to the crop plan and. We got to switch out. Okay, these hay fields are gone, and so that we were gonna, we were gonna um, put that field to corn. But now we got to seed it down because you're taking out some hay. So something else we got to do in the spring that makes it a little bit, a little bit crazy. Again, I think knock on wood. I think this year we're all going to be pretty happy with our hay fields. I think things are looking. I would think they'd be pretty good. So cross Maxis crossing his proverbial fingers over there. My so, real fingers. <laughs> And then we got soil sampling, Max's favorite job in the spring. Wasn't terrible. No? Wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It would have been better not doing it in precipitation. Was it dry? Were the fields dry? No. no. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, not true, actually. I did I did a hay field, and it was beautiful. Like, it was gravy, exactly what you hoped for. I did a chisel-plowed cornfield. That was miserable. That was absolutely terrible. Um, and then I did a bean field that was left unworked from last fall, and it was so so. It was pretty good, a little on the wet side, but nothing. I mean, sticking to the bottom of your boots, but not like ten pounds worth sticking to the bottom of your boots, you know. Mm-hmm. So not like the the plowed cornfield that was yeah. wet. Do you feel like you got a good sample on your? I did tilled field. I did actually because over the winter it kind of settles and it works out some of those air pockets that are in yeah. there, and it was. It was a heavier red clay, so it needs a little bit of moisture. When it gets dry, you can't get a sample then either, so you need you need True. some of that moisture to be successful. So I, it wasn't the worst red clay I've ever sampled. So I was, it was good. It was good. I think samples are good. The you know the worst thing was the four wheeler was having a hard time probably, and I was I was having almost like man, my legs are tired. <laughs> and I looked down and I had like. You know, six feet. inches the, on either side of my boot of yeah. mud, and I'm like, oh, that's probably that's why. That's the progressive scouting workout. <laughs> Your boots get heavier the further you walk, and then you do like the, you do like the kick to like kick them off, and it almost like dislocates your hip trying to kick it <laughs> off because you got all that extra weight well, on the end, or you just or you fall to the ground because you're also that. you're off weight. 
or you like it like halfway pulls your boot off, then yep. you put your foot back down, then you fall because now your boot. Yeah, it's and anyone think lifting your leg over the four wheeler seats that big a deal? Oh, I don't do it. You got like you I don't do it. Side saddle. I do. Yeah, I do the side like, saddle or the or the knee on the seat. Yeah, uh, I know. That, I know. I'm yeah. not supposed to do that because it's hard on the seat. But I, I'm big knee on the seat <laughs> guy. The seat guy and safety max is the other. Part. Okay. Yeah. So all these four wheelers with rip seats, we know who to blame. Yeah. No. All, no. All of them are max. <laughs> no. I have not taken the rap for all of them. <laughs> Just one. Do right. you want to give me one? I'll take one, but not all of them. That's crazy. Actually, I don't think any of them are. I don't think any of the ones that with rip seats now. I think they all had rip seats when I started working here. <laughs> no, that's untrue. <laughs> All right, I don't know, maybe. So, whatever. Well, then at some point, spring fertilizer, right? We want to get some P&K out there before we get planting going and uh, spring burn down. So we're looking at some fields to see. I would think if uh, we get an early spring like this, the the snow is gone and we got sunlight, at some point those winter annuals are going to start popping through and we're going to have some spring burn down to do. We do have a little time on that, though, right? I mean, in general, we got to wait for it to warm up. Yeah, like I mean, two two four D is probably the biggest. Like, hey, we're gonna burn down this hayfield. Like, well, and and think about it too. We want the weather to be able to have it to work. So, right, it's right. You need the the warm temperatures which we've got. We want nighttime warm well, too. We night, so yeah. we're still in the it, it was thirties at night. That's not good. I still had to defrost my truck this morning before I left. Like it was my windshield was frozen like really well this morning. Yet you're parked in the wrong direction. Then <laughs> got to put your windshield toward when the sun rises. <laughs> trying to think if i could even do that <laughs> you'd have to park on the road not the way my drive the way the, the the current driveway set up i don't even think that's possible <laughs> no try the road just park on the road from now on there no I, then i would interrupt the tour de france oh yeah got you, all these you got bikers out there don't you yeah they love to they're like bees all of a sudden there's first you see one and then it's a swarm and they're all there. Oh my! There is so many people that bike down our road. <laughs> it is unreal. We must be like the in, like in March now too. Like uh, the first the first day, there's not ice on the road. As soon as you, yeah, you can get out, the bikes, they're, going. they're going. We must have our like the road we live on is like the last country road that's still kind of in the city, but you'd not. You know what I mean? Like it's well, they here. You'd have to know the Seymour area, but Double E, they're out there all the time. Where Double E on Double E? Yeah, which is. Not but, a good but not Mac, a great Max's road, road to be doing is less on, traveled than that road. Right. The, no, that's Except what I'm saying. Except for bikers. I bet you I see 150 a day. They'll, no they'll go on any road. I believe it. They don't care. I think they would bike on 41. <laughs> I think it's if, legal for them to thought, go on any, well, not interstates, but yes. Yeah. You they can bet? go on any well, road. I'll start leaving. I'll start no, that, breaking glass in the road. No, that is we'll, what see we'll see how. Is bikes act like they are bigger than you? And. I know they have well, just in, as many in, rights as a in, car. In be, groups, they are. Yeah. Except, well, they get the right hand three feet. That's what they That's get. what the rule is. So well, the, how can they ride double like wide? wide like they, yeah. yeah. Then, then technically, they're, you could, not that you could run them over, but you could yell at them, I guess. <laughs> okay, Max. Of the 150 you see, how many are riding like single it's file? Always, single it's file always or? groups of like 20, and they come through, and they're like, nobody's getting down the road while they're riding. Yeah, they take up the whole lane. Because they're they're training. We um, just lost all of our tour. biker listeners. Because <laughs> okay, let's get that clear. Bicyclists, bicyclers, bicycle listeners. Not our, if, you, if you're listening guy, to this, well, hopefully the Hell's Angels are still with us. There was a guy that stopped to rehydrate at like in the middle of the end of our driveway. Did he have chocolate was, milk? 
No. <laughs> Does he then? He's a bicyclist. You think he drinks chocolate milk? You should have gave him chocolate milk. He drinks keto water or something. I'd like rather that. he hydrate than dehydrate himself. And I mean, whatever. <laughs> Point was, he was blocking the driveway, and he got mad at me when I was like, "I, I need to leave. Like, you need to really. You like, need to like, like my like, driveway. I'm drinking here. Like, okay. <laughs> he didn't actually say it, but he gave me the like. like yeah. Seriously, dude. Like, you can't wait. Like, no, I have a job and yeah. most bikers that style don't stop to rehydrate i feel like this feel dude like is, they're like yeah, yeah, like, they're doing yeah, yeah, yeah they get to like, like squirt bottles. now right. that we've now that we've alienated every person who wants a bicycle <laughs> let's let's move you know what, on what, no okay. i don't care you stop biking on my road and stop parking in my driveway and telling me that i gotta wait for you All you right. know what i got place to be we had the bicycle helmet debate the other day of like oh there's a God. distinct if you're like 35 ish and younger, it was automatic. Like you wore, like mom and dad made you wear a bike helmet. And thirty five and younger. I've, that, I've never owned a bike helmet in my life. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like I'm not 37. for sure. Not for sure. <laughs> well, so you're on the. I'm just saying you're, you're above. The, that. You're above. Yeah. There's a threshold. you're above the cutoff. Oh, so you're saying people who are thirty five now and younger, their parents made like, them made <laughs> made them not this guy. Yeah. Nice. We See, had we had dirt, dirt bike helmets, and that was a non negotiable. <laughs> Which, well, if it had more than one time that a dirt bike helmet has saved my head from being crushed, so I mean, I'll give them that. But I did not wear a bike helmet cool. a single day in my life. I, so maybe the cuffs are round. Well, it probably depends. I, I feel like the the necessity of the bike helmet. Not that they're. It's a safety thing. You should definitely Matt's PSA wear, wear a bike helmet. But the reason I think a lot of us didn't is we learned to ride a bike and actually look out for ourselves. Not treat it like the whole road was ours, like and, and bikers do now, and expect a car to plow through you because you're taking up the whole thing. I so, think, so I think I got so growing up, we had one. We had one friend that his mom made him wear a bike helmet, and the rest of us didn't. <laughs> Does this friend's name rhyme with Rod? It does not. Okay, <laughs> is it Todd? <laughs> So we were biking in like our woods, and we'd make bike trails and stuff and jumps, you know. Yep, and. The best, the, the best was you'd think, like, that, that'd probably be a good plan to wear a bike helmet when you're doing that. Nope, nope. because one of the uh, prepping up against an old log got into a hornet's nest, got in the kid's bike helmet, oh, stung him four times. He's there everywhere. Get, he, like, could not get the bike helmet off quick enough. So that was just, yep. So, so. so I had my first dirt bike when I was four. So you think bike helmets, like pedal bike helmets, were a thing in our house? No, no way, dude. No. We uh, had I had my first dirt bike and my first snowmobile when I was four, like, all right. Well, now that we've gotten completely off topic, let's <laughs> move into our spotlight for today. All right. And so it begins. Today we're going to talk about the Bear Carbon Initiative and the first of what I'm sure are many different carbon programs to come in over the next year or so. To not steal your fire on this, as I actually about next ep- next, ep- next episode, uh, we are going to feature some carbon, you know, in our in our full feature and talk about different programs and kind of what's out there and stuff. So it is cool to see all these newer ones popping up, especially a big company like Bayer. Yeah, so you've got Indigo Egg that's been doing some. Uh, Bayer is just one of the latest ones to pop up with their Bayer Carbon program powered by field view so up to nine dollars an acre and that includes no-till strip till cover cropping are powerful ways to support yield potential and nutrient management over time leaving healthier soil for future generations 
And looks like no-till strip tills $3 an acre. Cover crops are $6 an acre. And you do both, that's where you get the $9 payment per acre. And on their website, you can click on a thing that says, Are My Fields Eligible? Which I have just done. And gives you a little bit of a breakdown. So, uh, carbon credits, carbon payments for practices and this like what bear looks like it's doing here this one was one where if you're already doing it you know it's almost like they're they're paying you for something you're already already doing doing. yeah Yeah. it's not a huge dollar amount couldn't have done it before 2010 or something like 2012 yeah Yeah. okay if you started prior prior to january 1st 2012 you do not qualify which i don't even know how they would know that right like that's weird to me that they picked that years and that so and then you can get five years of payments if you were after twenty twelve. You started after January first of this year, then you can get ten years. Um your your payments, but you cannot get any historic payments. So Yeah. Just another like Todd said, next week we'll talk about some more. Now it's time for the Egg History Minute with our lovely banjo little song. So in honor of St. Patrick, my grandpa, patron saint of drunks all over the world, but especially in Ireland. That's not actually true. He's, I don't know what he, is he a patron saint of anything necessarily or is just a saint? Uh, You're asking me to be a good Irishman and I am not. I am. You are our resident Irishman, (laughs) so... uh, <clears throat> All right, so 13 million pints of Guinness will be consumed on the average St. Patrick's Day. It requires about 144 million tons of barley, which is the main ingredient that That's will be barley. Pr- produced annually worldwide. 30% of Americans plan to make a special dinner for the holiday, some corned beef and cabbage, anyone? Uh, the 70% increase in cabbage shipments the week of St. Patrick's Day. So it's the... Like Christmas for cabbage producers this week. It's like Black Friday for cabbage. Uh, each year, over 26 billion, with a B, pounds of beef and 2 billion pounds of cabbage are produced in the U.S. And 40 pounds of green vegetable dye will be added to the Chicago River for their annual St. Patrick's Day celebration. Did they do that this year? They did not, but somebody did. some wonderful heroes of the city of Chicago (laughs) went and did it on their own. Did it on their own. So it takes 40 pounds of dye, apparently. That's low. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that much. How much dye does it take to to do the river? They only dye like a one block. Oh, really? well, have you ever seen, have you ever been? Well, it's a flowing body of water. I suppose right. It'd be very difficult to so they, maintain. They basically right, right. start That's from true. one bridge, they dump it all in there, and then it moves to like all the next bridge, and all the people are on either side, and then sure. on the bridge. I mean, it's cool. It's don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty sweet, but like it's not. They don't like go through the whole city with like a little like <laughs> eyedropper dropping. <laughs> you know, I just felt like forty. There's not like, a leprechaun walking around <laughs> deep in a little deeper into Listen, the river. The cultural appropriation in this room right now is really starting to bother me. Oh, I did get your answer. Um, St. Patrick was the patron saint and national apostle of Ireland. He is credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland. There you go. Boom. Five, 5.6 billion will be spent during this holiday, and 55% of Americans, so just over half, plan to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So there you go. 
There's a little history of the connection between agriculture and St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, Matt. If you like what you're hearing out there, please go to NAICC.org. There you can find a crop consultant in your area. Please subscribe to the podcast. That's all we ask. Hit the subscribe button, and there you'll get uh, once a week our uh, podcast coming right into your phone. And please tell a farmer friend about it. And Matt, where can they find us? You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Now we'll move into our current events with Cool Beans. That's corny. So Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Our Cool Beans for today. Can eating cheese treat hypertension? Yes. Scientists at UW-Madison are developing cheeses that can lower high blood pressure. Oh, wait. It doesn't call for the cheese they've already eaten? No. It's not not historic. Come on. It's yet to come. So high blood pressure contributes to almost half a million deaths in the United States each year. To help manage the condition called hypertension, healthcare professionals recommend exercise and a healthy diet. For many patients, changing these habits is a difficult task, but how easy would it be, especially for people in Wisconsin, (laughs) if cheese, yes, cheese, could help reduce hypertension? Sub A-Rod. So that's what they're looking at, developing cheese that they can then put enzymes in to develop a positive effect on your blood pressure, which is pretty cool. Bioactive peptides, it looks like, is in there. Not big sure. peptides. Not thing. peptide bismol. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big cold glass pink, of peptide. On pink cheese, Pepto-Bismol, and peptides. <laughs> I, they did they did on um, Pepto Bismol ice cream once on a oh, on a uh, I think it was a diners drivings and dives. What? Guy Fieri was t- telling the story, and they said he's like it wasn't it actually was better than you think. But he's like, can you imagine nice hot plate of hot wings and then bam Pepto Bismol ice cream cool that sucker right down. <laughs> I guess if they were that hot, you know, using the ghost chilies or what is the. The new hottest one, isn't there something beyond the ghost chili now? The Carolina Reaper is pretty Carolina Reaper, yeah. I think that's the one I was thinking of. All right. So there's our cool beans. Hopefully in the future there'll be a reason to eat more cheese like you need No high high blood pressure in Wisconsin then. (laughs) Can they make it beer that goes and does something positive for your body too? peptides and beer. So we just bought bought a new piece of hunting land. Okay. Yay. Three miles from our hunting land, Ellsworth Creamery being built. There oh. go. Let's go, white curds, Jeez, baby. Curd, their curds there are the go. best. White, whoa, <laughs> they are the best. Whoa, no, you get like they can like withstand being in that like vacuum sealed bag in Quick Trip and still be a good they're, curd. They're that is va- their non fresh cheese curds are the best. Yes, I'll give you that. Correct. But that, fresh curds, okay. not yep. even close. Good. It's Hennings, and good. it's not close. Good point. No, you're right. <laughs> but, I am but saying vacuum sealed good curds. Point. The debate carries on. Either yes. way, I'm very excited to have cheese curds. I do like Ellsworth Creamery. I do enjoy their curds. Very close. I'm very excited. I'm going to eat so much cheese during. De- I mean, <laughs> like not like I didn't before, but like it'll be even more now. Hopefully it's got peptides in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our that's corny for this week. Fertilizer prices are increasing. Price gouging or price reality. And hydrous ammonia, which hopefully, if you're listening, you're not using. uh, Prices climb 60% since fall. (laughs) What's wrong with anhydrous? 
uh, well, soil sterilant. You it's not so much that you hate it; it's yeah. just so much that it it'll kill bad. you and destroy your soil mm. all in one fell swoop. And earthworms, but all other fertilizer prices are going up too. Yes, so. everything else is too. <laughs> Todd, are you? In the pocket of the anhydrous. <laughs> is this not. big anhydrous this talking? Big anhydrous I think told so. Me that Todd's Todd's working undercover for for these anhydrous. So haters. much for his label as a independent agronomist. <laughs> he loves anhydrous. Just gotta put. You can't it. get it around here anyway. No. So I don't even sweet, know. I'm not. Sweet. I'm not backing it. I just because we say I saw. Can't I, even get it if we wanted. There was a call up I drove past the other day, and they still had their anhydrous tanks, and they were all like rusty and had trees growing through them. And I was like, "Yep, that's that's what you like to see." So yes, f- fertilizer prices are ever increasing. So hopefully you locked in at least some of your fertilizer for the year early this season. Now let's wrap her up with the egg idiom of the week. Bill, what do you got for us? Yeah, kind of went off the board here a little bit. My egg idiom this week is you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Challenge accepted. You're not so, wrong. I'm not wrong. So... Basically, what this means is in order to achieve achieve something, it is inevitable and necessary that you make some mistakes along the way. You make some sacrifices. So we're sacrificing our eggshell to make an omelet. Got to spend money to make money. Scared money don't make money. Very tasty omelet. Without growing pains, there is no growth. That's right. Without growing pains, there is no Kirk Cameron. How many, how many coach speak can we fit in here right now? Give 110%. If you plan to, if you fail to plan, you will plan to fail. If you practice half-ass, you'll get your whole ass kicked. Whoa! Oh. Save that one. Put that in the tickler file. Boom! <laughs> You'd appreciate that one. That came from your your homeland. If it's to be, it's up to me. Oh yes, that's a good one. To give anything less than your best <laughs> is to sacrifice the gift. That was on the wall in the wrestling room when I was in high school. I nice. I stared at that thing a lot. Nice. There's no I in team. All right. There is a me, though. It may not be in that order, but there's a me. There's a me. All right. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks, Matt. So hopefully you enjoyed listening to why our spring is so crazy in the agriculture world as agronomists and for farms, too. You guys are dealing with a lot of decisions that have to be made this early season. In our spotlight, we talked about the Bayer Carbon Initiative, one of potentially many new carbon initiatives that we'll see over the next few months. Ag History Minute, we covered St. Patrick's Day and its connections to agriculture. Cool beans, maybe someday you'll be able to eat some cheese and treat your hypertension all at the same time. Fertilizer prices are on the up. That's our downside for that's corny. And we wrapped it all up with our egg idiom of the week. Can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. So go out there, break some eggs. And as always, happy farming.